What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world, all in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Rebel Mind Podcast today, guys. I'm your host, Zach Henson, and this is where we discuss all things self-development, emotional intelligence, and really more now than ever, the balance of masculinity in men. And there's very much a reason that I put my work into this. My own struggle and my own journey has shown me the potential that I have for myself, but how particularly important that is within my masculinity. And within our masculinity, we find authenticity when we decide to balance that out well enough with our feminine. And one of the reasons I think that I've put so much into this is because it allows me to show up as a leader. It allows me to give the value that I've always wanted to give. It allows me to be more authentic than I ever have been. It allows me to stand face to face with other men and decide that I'm going to take them to a better place. But it's not easy because there's so much fear in other men. There's so much deflection. There's so much frustration and anger and aggression. And I'm no Superman, but I face it willingly because this is my own version of steadfast. This is my own version of being the superhero in the corner of the world that I think we needed the most. And to any of you that were out there expecting this podcast episode a little bit earlier, I just want you to know that I had a day. And I couldn't ignore the emotions that I was going through. I couldn't suppress them because it's what I've always done. I got very good at controlling my anger or suppressing my anger. And it taught me a lot of patience, taught me a lot of control. But it never allowed me to vent that. And it came out in bad ways. So this morning, I had to make sure that I took time for myself to release everything that I felt. Everything that's going on in the world right now, everything that's going on in America right now, and allow that anger to be transcribed and hopefully put to good use. But after it's all said and done, I realized how human it makes me. Every time I do this, I realize how human it makes me. And I appreciate the process. I appreciate the tension and the stress and the horrible feelings because the more efficient I decide to use that, the more I decide to reflect, the more I decide to vent even to myself, the more answer I get, 
the bigger lesson I learn and the more I can pay it forward. So if you're like me and you see what's going on in the world and it hurts your heart, it troubles your soul, know that you're not alone. And within these frustrations and within these hard feelings, we can find connection to each other. And we can face the mess that's going on in the world right now together. But for today, let's stick to the plan. I'm going to make people uncomfortable. I'm going to make the men uncomfortable. And I'm going to continue to do so because that is my job. So as we move forward, you all know that I've talked about the masculine and feminine balance and the importance of that and the destructive qualities of putting too much power into the masculine without allowing the feminine in. So today, we start. Episode 27, The Rigid Masculine Attacks. What the hell am I seeing? What is this angle? Just from my personal experience and being inside the environment that I didn't understand for years on end, and then digging my way out for the sake of my own soul, I swear, I was suffocating. And it felt like digging myself out of a six-foot-deep coffin. The world, it seems to become more aware every day. That's the positive. And I feel comforted by it. It's good to know that the world is opening its eyes to more and more diversity, more and more acceptance, and realizing issues that we need to fix and challenges we need to overcome. So I breathe in deep all of the beauty that I see because it's yet to be a constant. We still have so much work to do. What I'm seeing at the same time, though, is that as some of the world is pushing for change, Some piece of the world is still attaching to its roots so desperately that it's doing more harm than good. Some are acting up in retaliation to the change, specifically what I talk about today, which is men's attachment to the rigid masculine. It's hurting so many of us. The one thing that we hear over and over again, though, is that change is inevitable. And as cliche as that sounds, cliches tend to be true. The world will always be changing. You can't stop it. We can't stop it. So we should at least direct our effort in a direction that does us some good. It's not only better for our world, but it's our responsibility. Shaming men into a corner of such black and white like the rigid masculine thinking is destructive. And I'll explain why. Everyone is starting to hate the term toxic masculinity. Which, it's okay. I'm fine with that. Terms start to lose their potency or somehow find a negative connotation after time. But I do want people to recognize the fact that there is an epidemic of men adhering to one singular army. All in a fear to stand for their own justice. All in a fear to cover up their own insecurity. Because standing for your own justice may put you on the wrong side of the front lines, guaranteeing your death 
or does it? One of anything is never good enough. So one army doesn't work. One level of masculinity doesn't work. All of us men trying to be the same thing doesn't work. We are meant to be diverse. And men are suffering in their effort to stay within the confines of this single, dark, dominating army. And who created it? Our society and our history. Side note, we should do an episode on the history of the masculine. If any of you are hearing this, chime in. If you're listening to this podcast, you know where to find me. Send me a DM or a comment on this episode and tell me what you think about making an episode on the history of the masculine. But back to it. As small of an issue as our masculinity may be compared to our environmentalism, our violence and crime, fighting against the world hunger, or even fighting poverty, I believe it's the little things that help us conquer the larger. It gives us the perspective. It gives us the conditioning. And I think that the imbalance of men is truly part of the cause of so many male-dominated issues in the first place. So, today I want to dismantle the small things that men hold against one another that are supposedly some sort of proof or sign that men may be homosexual, and even on a lesser scale that they may be feminine in any way. Where this stems from is adolescent insecurity Insults are emasculating easily to young boys. And it's corralling them into stereotyped behavior. This is the importance of healthy male role models. Those basics of what men are, or what men are being told to be, are not only forcing them to suppress their true selves, but also shaming all of them that do not meet that strict standard of masculine. That standard being the stoic, I fucking love stoicism, by the way, but it's it's misunderstood by most. But that stoic, flawless, dominating, athletically sound, sexual prowess, but emotionally unaffected, battle-scarred, veteran style of a man. When men are this, they are automatically placing themselves in so many things that they are not. And believe it or not, that includes things that are not for women, things that are not for their families, Things they are not for other men. It's the imbalance. In my own journey, in my own creed to create something better for men, I not only work on how I can help them to create a safe space, but I also have to do the work to clean up the leftover residue of my own shitty lessons and habits that I originally learned to be a quote-unquote man. And so many of those habits were about destructing, dominating, and intimidating others in order to feel some sort of worth about myself, to put myself above them. And I, as a person, wasn't even that big of an asshole. But these things that we learn in our adolescence can stick with us without even realizing it. Men are repeatedly disregarding other people's feelings about things, while in a double standard expect everyone to recognize their own recognize their word, recognize their actions, recognize their status. I'm pretty aggressive toward the change of men, and I'm not apologetic about it. And it's a no-bullshit boundary that I hold up. And it's my own form of masculinity that keeps a resilient check on how men are treating others and themselves. I've got no sympathy for men who look to induce pain. Why? 
because it's almost always unnecessary and because it's only in an effort to cover their own fucking pain. The compassion comes in when I came to understand that so many of us men don't even realize we are doing it. We don't realize the pain that we're causing. We don't realize the pain that we are covering. We don't realize the small effects that we're having on the world that change the large. We were shaped to be emotionally distant and numb our intuition. We were molded into these little hollow warriors that only know about blood and sweat, absent of the tears. The reason I have no sympathy is because the actual work to become better for yourself and your family and others in the world, because that shit's hard. Covering up shit isn't hard. It's hard to face what you've always been. It's hard to look to your past and say you've been doing it wrong this whole fucking time. I know there are little boys hiding inside all of us men. Most of them are hurt and acting out in a more quote-unquote matured version of us. But that is a conditioning. Habits and conditioning can be changed. And as much as it may hurt, it's not justified. And it's not as hard as becoming a more compassionate, patient, supportive man. I really don't give a fuck how successful you are or want to be, how much of a ladies' man you are, how strong you are, how attractive you are. If you're not doing the internal work, that shit that really matters, that shit that makes you better connected to your own soul and your authenticity, then you are afraid to be your best. Because your best will be shown on how you treat the world, not how you conquer it. Conquering tactical success, freedom in money, dominating your business goals, it's all a part of the masculine. But without the feminine, it becomes cold and destructive and blind. So... What exactly am I getting on about? When it comes to that betterment that we are looking for as men, it comes down to our pace in life. It means not going just for the speed. It means slowing down enough to recognize real things, to be present with what's around you. And that doesn't mean I'm trying to take away from your accomplishments or your goals. Hit them, dude. Hit them hard. But our effort to move forward to progress, to success without the balance to be present and listen and feel leaves us acting without empathy. And that forward progress and success is the masculine. The present and the listening and the feeling, that is the feminine. How often do you see yourself being empathetic toward other men? How often do you hear yourself telling him to get over it, to man up, to not make a big deal of it, to stop being gay. What men may be saying to each other, how they mock each other, how they shame each other, it does more damage than we realize. Because that stoic badass we were talking about before, yeah, that guy doesn't actually exist. It's a front. So every pissing contest we perform is, yes, actually harmful to other men. We're not terminators without a heart. Every time we deflect or tell another guy to man up, we are invalidating his feelings as a human. As such, shaming him. Leaving him with his own destructive thoughts about how he's not good enough. You're only validating that insecure, sad little boy. You see what I'm getting at? 
and all men know it. Deep down, they fucking know it. But because we are supposed to perform to some standard of what man is, we stuff it down into our hearts. Way deep down, with the time we wanted to play the flute, but it was too gay. Or we wanted to be an artist, but it would never support a family. Or when we wanted to cry over a girl that left us, but men don't cry. It's time to step up, men. And by step up, I mean give a shit. We have to stop talking to each other like we don't matter. We have to stop starting fights just to prove ourselves. And we have to stop shaming each other for things we love because it's not manly. Men are afraid of looking feminine, afraid of looking gay, looking emotional, looking anything but what society and history has told us to be. But you're being convinced, as most of us have, to be something besides yourself in so many ways. You're missing the mark on your authenticity. And you're missing the mark on living the life fully. And within that, you feel the shame. So you share your shame with others. And that's where the aggression comes in. That's where you poke and prod at other men. That's where you shame other men for being less than the standard, when deep down you know you're doing the same. A book I read called Real Boys by William Pollock talks of shame in a section of his book. He says, The use of shame to quote-unquote control boys is pervasive. It is so corrosive I will devote a whole chapter to it in this book. Boys are made to feel shame over and over in the midst of growing up through what I call society's shame-hardening process. The idea is that a boy needs to be disciplined, toughened up, made to act like a quote-unquote real man, be independent, keep the emotions in check. A boy is told that big boys don't cry, that he shouldn't be a quote-unquote mama's boy. If these things aren't said directly, these messages dominate in subtle ways in how boys are treated, and therefore how boys come to think of themselves. Shame is at the end of how others behave toward boys on our playing fields, in schoolrooms, summer camps, and in our homes. A number of other societal factors contribute to this old-fashioned process of shame-hardening boys. End of section. The reason that I know so many of us are being inauthentic is because I've lived and changed through it. My own experience has taught me. I honestly think that I still have yet to complete my authenticity. Maybe I never will. But I'll never stop working towards it. Because every piece I take is more freedom to live and act and breathe and love the way that I see fit. Here's an article from Slate with an amazing perspective. Heterosexuality's power lies in perception, not physical truth. As long as people think you're exclusively attracted to the right gender, you're golden. But perception is a precarious thing. A zero-tolerance policy has taught men that the way people think of them can change permanently with one slip, one little kiss, or too intimate friendship. And once lost, it can be nearly impossible to reclaim. End of article. And this is one of the biggest insecurities of us men that cause us to act the way that we do. If there is anything that may be somewhat feminine or make another man question your sexuality, you're going to hear about it. This tends to be where most of the backlash, mockery, and shitty talk to each other comes from the most. It is amazing what we will avoid because we are sure that it all has to do with being male. 
We avoid things that truly could bring us joy because it's not what men do. Let me give you a list of things that men don't do. Men don't cry because of heartbreak or because they're lonely or because they failed. Men don't play instruments like the flute or dance in ballet. Men don't talk about emotions like sadness and feelings, like pain in front of other men. Men don't fail unless there's an obvious injustice. Men don't wear bright colors like pink or yellow or purple. Men don't listen to or sing any songs by a female artist. Men don't drink martinis or any other fruity drinks. Men don't talk about love. Men don't talk about dreams. Men don't use the words pretty or beautiful unless it's about a woman. Men don't talk about how amazing a woman's heart and soul are. Men don't let women be the breadwinner. Men don't let women give us help on only man things. The crazy part is, any man that hears this list may say that he has done all of these things or some of them, or find an excuse to say why he hasn't. But a reason why I built this simple list is to show what men shame each other for, and it comes out pretty obvious. Dude, don't be gay. So, you like men now? What's wrong with you? Who's the woman that castrated you? You're such a fag. Or nonverbals. A rolling of the eyes. Mockery and laughter. Less interaction. Blatant silence to wait for said man to retract his vulnerability. Truly, what's happening here is men are deflecting off of that vulnerability. It makes them uncomfortable. It makes most men think, this isn't right, or this is creepy. And really, that deflection is to get them to comfortable ground, to get them to an area where things aren't so in-depth and outside of what they have been taught. Since straight men have been, quote-unquote, taught exactly what defines as, quote-unquote, gay. Really, it doesn't stop here either. It's not just the conversations that make one man question another man's sexuality. It's about men questioning others' fortitude, their tough factor. Because most men are labeling all things emotional, all things feminine, all things soft and weak. Two facts. Number one, vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. It allows us to realize that we can be flawed and have doubts and be completely accepted at the same time. Number two, emotions and the feminine and passions do not make us less manly. Actually, it's quite the opposite. They make us more multidimensional, more complete, more interesting, and because of that, more attractive. In no way do I ask men to be less of themselves. I'm not asking for them to deplete their personality. I'm not asking them to get rid of their character. I'm asking them to be more of themselves. But that only starts with accepting yourself for everything that you are, everything that makes you human. We can no longer act like the Terminators or the Steadfast Warrior. Not alone, anyway. There is a human being inside of that fucking armor, and it's time to start showing it. Most of us men are being what I like to call half-human. The concept kind of started to piece itself together when I realized that I was being so much less of myself than I could be. I had trained myself, which I was trained by others, to suppress so much emotion and passion that in my change, I had finally started to fill the full spectrum of my own diversity. It felt like I had been ignoring half of me for over a couple decades. And back to William's book, Real Boys, 
He calls this the half-self, and this is how he explains it. Until now, many boys have been able to live out and express only half of their emotional lives. They feel free to show their heroic, tough, action-oriented side, their physical prowess, as well as their anger and rage. What the boy code dictates is that they should suppress all other emotions and cover up the more gentle, caring, vulnerable sides of themselves. In another piece, he says, Unfortunately, at times we all believe the mask because it fits so well and is worn so often it becomes more than just a barrier to genuine communication or intimacy. The tragedy is that the mask can actually become impossible to remove, leaving boys emotionally hollowed out and vulnerable to failure at school, depression, substance abuse, violence, and even suicide. End of quote. So, as we start to accept ourselves, we are more able to accept others as they are too. For today, this is about men and this task. Men lash out and intimidate and shame each other because we cannot accept anything outside of who we are. So if any other man is, he must be doing it wrong. He must be doing an injustice to the world of men. The fucked up ways that we act toward and speak toward each other is a reflection of how we act and speak toward ourselves. We are acting tough because the outside world has trained us to. And we don't want to be associated with any other man that isn't tough enough. We must label him as less than and exile him. The attractive part about this is that by belittling other men and stepping over them, there is a feeling of power, of superiority, and feelings of being on top of the podium. And it has become an addiction to most of us. Of course it is. We were praised for being tough when we were boys. We were praised for sticking it, winning, and conquering. And we wonder why men enjoy war so much. So what we conquer and overcome, even at the sacrifice of others now, we still feel that little boy pride of being tough. The question is, do you want to be free of this? Do you want to feel something besides the podium that you chase? The biggest sign of such issues you'll notice in your anger, your impatience, your instability, your inability to show compassion. So if you look into your own soul, what do you see? Listen, guys, I've done this work myself, and I'm not done. But I promise you, the release of pressure on yourself will dissipate as you cultivate more acceptance for yourself. By acceptance, I mean digging and realizing what you've been ignoring, accepting that you are flawed, being uncomfortable, and the fact that you have to do the work. And this is my best advice on how to do it. Stop beating yourself up about what you lose at, the money you don't have, the girl you don't have, the flirting skills you don't have, the toys you don't have, how bad you can't seem to make anyone happy, and start working on letting everything happen without self-judgment. And start being grateful for everything that you are badass at. Your ability to work hard, your ability to be patient, to be friendly, to love your pets and your animals, aka your kids, and your wife and your family. Be proud of your humor. Be proud of your connection. Be proud of what you are and accept all the flaw. Then give yourself space to explore your own mind. 
if you were able to look back and think about everything you've ever enjoyed, whether that's in the closet or not, could you do it now? Is there anything now that you wish you could do? Could you see yourself doing it without being worried about what any other man might say to you? Guess what? You control all of this. The decision is simple. The action is not. If you feel weird about this at first, then don't tell anyone. Just explore everything that you've wanted to be or wanted to try. I guarantee you that there are things you never gave time to because it had something to do with being a waste of time or not being cool. Get good at not normal shit. The things that lie outside your own habits. The things that lie outside your own comfort zone. This stuff is about your fucking soul. Not what you can be the best at or make money at. Third, start striving for awareness in all of your conversations. Every time you feel uncomfortable, question the fuck out of it. And listen, no matter if it's what the other guy says or something you're afraid to say. Why are you holding back? Most resistance are things that we are needing to lean into. What will happen if you do? And when you speak, do you mock other men? Are you passive-aggressive? Do you intimidate? Are you shaming another man for being honest or vulnerable or being flawed? The responses to what you say will tell you the character and level of another man. This is where you need to, one, stand for your truth and your vulnerability, and two, question how good of a friend they really may be. Is everything you talk about surface level? Is it out of fear? Can you honestly ask to move things deeper? Lastly, let people in. Us men always think we have to do it ourselves, and we make fun of and mock other men for being vulnerable enough to ask for help or support. Do this yourself. It might feel weak at first, but wait until you feel the love people have for you and how much they appreciate your vulnerability. Most male interactions are fun, lighthearted, and built with an unspoken agreement. It's this amazing connection men have. We can feel each other's hearts most of the time, but we never actually talk about it. When we're begging ourselves to express, we stop, all because of fear of rejection and exile. So we would rather shame and talk shit to each other to keep ourselves from entering unknown territory. We're afraid of the outcome. To end, I want to reinforce this. From my own experience, friends have been lost. And I've been okay with that because in my desire, even in my fear to be the best man I can be, my boundaries have changed, my authenticity, and my willingness to ask for more depth in my friendships. As such, so have the men who have entered my life. Either other men step up with me or they fall to the wayside, and it happens naturally. And this goes for the women in my life too. Better connections the more I try. I want you guys to know some things about me. I want you to know what I've decided to accept and what I've decided to love about myself. I get emotional all the time now about my lifting, my work, movies, my heartbreak. I let it happen, and it feels great. I play the ukulele, not the guitar. The sound is pure, and it's light, and it's small, just like me. I absolutely love love songs. 
They remind me of the passion that I have to be a loving partner. I really do like bright colors, believe it or not. I'm working on overcoming that fear of wearing them myself. I don't want a big truck or a big house. I don't need it. I want a baby truck and a tiny home. I want to learn to dance. I always have. I want to sea walk, freestyle, salsa. I really like theater and opera performances. I've been to a couple now and they're fantastic. And sometimes I like to be the little spoon. It feels safe. I say all of this stuff firstly because I want to affirm to you that it's okay if you like these things or things similar. And it's okay if someone decides to exile you because there's somebody else's arms that will accept you. And secondly, because none of this has caused me to think of being homosexual. I didn't question my sexuality because I like to play the ukulele. I didn't question my sexuality because I like to have a little truck or that because I love love songs or love romantic comedies. And I don't question my ability to be steadfast and a strong man because I'm more of those now than I ever was. If anything, I feel more of a man because I've admitted love to myself and it smells like fucking freedom. Stay strong, gentlemen. I implore you. I beg you. This is your responsibility to change for yourself, to change for her, to change the trajectory of the world as we know it into something greater. Stay strong and stay rebel-minded. This is the Creed Soldier. Out. For any of you wondering, I will make sure to cite all of the work in the description from the articles and books that I talked about in this episode. Also, there is another article that was written in 2009 that I think will give an even more insight into the adolescents that grow into the men we are today, because that's where this starts. I love you all. All right, guys. If you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D.com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel Minded in the title, even if All you need is that confidential space to talk. I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming. This is the Creed Soldier.